Hey, Badass Crew, it's Jenny Bellinger, your direct sales dom, helping you whip your business into shape. I am here because I just got done reading slash listening to Said the Lady with the Blue Hair. This book was amazing. I absolutely love the story. I loved the audiobook because it had both the authors taking turns reading different parts of it. But what was really super valuable is the fact that it was not only told as a story, but they incorporated seven amazing rules that is going to help anybody in business move forward. And they did it in a way that makes a lot of sense and it fits right in with the story. It was so beautifully done. And the story was something that really touched my heart. And I definitely want you as one of the badass crew to have access to this. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is go to saidtheladywiththebluehair.com and get a copy of the book if you prefer a physical copy or go into your audiobook app, whatever that may be, and get the audio book because I absolutely adored their voices and hearing the two of them tell this story. It was absolutely phenomenal. And the other thing that I want you to go do is go join. If you read the book and listen to the book, go join the Blue Hair Brigade group on Facebook. You'll know you're in the right place because you'll see that I'm a member of the group, but it's the Blue Hair Brigade on Facebook. If you want to get to know these authors, they do interviews every Thursday night. They have conversations right there live in the Facebook group, and they share some of these amazing rules and just have a lot of fun together. And frankly, Lisa Wilbur said, Corsets and Whips? This is my new favorite podcast. So, hey, you know, you know she's one of ours. (laughs) So if you haven't already, go click on said the lady with the blue hair.com and get a copy of the book or go to your favorite audiobook app and get a copy of the audiobook right now. Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today I have with me not one, but two guests because they are the co-authors of Said the Lady with the Blue Hair. And there's a tagline on the book, but we'll get into that in just a minute. But y'all know, because you've been listening long enough, that I'm the lady with the purple hair. So as soon as I found out there was a lady with blue hair, had to get her on for sure. So let me tell you about Lisa Wilbur, one of our first guests. She is a direct sales 
legend. She has been a top producer with Avon for 25 years, and she has been the fifth or higher largest distributor and earner with Avon for over two decades. And my other guest today is her co-author, Jeff West. Jeff is a best-selling and award-winning author. His parable, The Unexpected Tour Guide, earned the Bronze Level Award from the Axiom Business Book Awards. After over 30 years in sales and sales leadership, Jeff is now a speaker, coach, and coach to sales leaders and a writer. That was a mouthful. Jeff and Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you guys here. I got started on reading the book over the weekend. It's a good one. Oh my gosh. But how did you guys get started? So let Lisa, let's start with you. How did you get started? How did you make it to where you are today? So do you want the like the Avon story or the book story? <laughs> a, a little of both. Because I mean, the Avon leads into the book, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. actually. Yeah. So I actually signed up to sell Avon when I lived on Guam. I moved there when I was 18. I was newly married. Jeff's already laughing because he knows what's coming. <laughs> yeah, I got married when I was 18 because I was an idiot. And I mean <laughs> that in the best possible way. But uh, I moved over there. I married the guy I dated in high school, of course. And I did. I wanted to earn my own money. And okay. all the other wives weren't working. But I wanted my own money. So I looked around and I didn't see anybody doing Avon. So I wrote to the company in the States. And you could buy a kit that way. So I started selling over there that way. And the other wives were doing parties and stuff like Tupperware and all that stuff. But there weren't a lot of people selling. So it worked out good. I got my foothold over there. And then, of course, my Navy husband liked to dock his ship at more than one port, so I had to cut his anchor adrift. So uh, <laughs> then, I, then I, I hadn't moved. heard that one yet. <laughs> I like to throw in little surprises for you. Yeah. So then I picked a spot on the map to move to because I didn't want to move home. I mean, oh, my no. folks were like, I told you you shouldn't have married him. So I randomly picked a spot on the map because you do that when you're 19. And started selling again. I, I didn't know you could transfer. So I've actually sold Avon the entire time since 81. They don't have it that way because I didn't know you could transfer. So I kept restarting. So oh, no. I know. But it's all right. I still got a nice watch a couple of years ago out of it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. I never thought about doing this full time, though, until it was like well, five years into that. Even I spent some time in Mississippi. That was the place on the map I picked. Then I went to South Carolina. Don't ask me about any of those men were involved. And then I moved to New Hampshire. <laughs> Don't judge. And then when I moved to New Hampshire, <laughs> I got this really great secretary job. And I was making 20 grand a year. And prior, just prior to that, I was working third shift in a convenience store, making, what, six grand a year. Oh, and no. I just decided when I moved that I was going to not be that convenience store person mm-hmm. and applied for that secretary job and got it, the first one I went for. So I made that change that big. The whole time I was doing Avon, but it never dawned on me I could do it full time because I'd never met anyone doing direct sales full time. Oh. So all this time I'm doing that, doing that. And then what happened was by then I was married to husband too. 
Don't ask. Okay. And then <laughs> I got laid off the secretary job because it was a recession. I think it was, what, 86 or 87, there was another recession. Yeah. And my whole department got scrubbed at that company. I came home in a panic crying. And I mean, I wasn't just crying a little bit. I was snot bubble crying. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was bad because I was the one Husband, too, is a great guy, but money earning wasn't his strong suit. Mm. So I was the one carrying the bills. So I was panicking how we're going to pay stuff if I lost that job. And he said to me, why don't you do more with that Avon thing you've been playing with? And at that moment, I thought to myself, oh, yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I thought, what? Well, yeah, thank I actually thought to myself, what a simple man. He's, th <laughs> he's thinking about <laughs> this is so awful. I know. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. He thinks I can do this and he knows me pretty well. Maybe I can do it. Maybe he thinks I am good enough to do this. So I actually built this business thinking he believed that I could do this. Now, so then I did build the business and I ended up replacing my pay in a couple of years. But he heard me talking on the phone. This is about three years later than that telling the story about how he said, why don't you do more with that Avon thing, how he believed in me. When I hung up the phone, he said to me, you don't go around telling people that, do you? And I said, well, believe it or not, that one thing that you said gave me enough confidence to do this. He said, oh my God, I never thought you'd do anything with that. I was just saying that so you'd quit crying. <laughs> I said, you know, Sometimes you just should lie to me. You know, just <laughs> out lie. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. but, but so I built the business, and, and I think I tell that story because, not because I'm proud of it, but because if you don't have someone to get your belief from, like I did my yeah. mistake, go ahead and believe in yourself. Because if I'd only been doing that a little bit sooner, yeah. I would have been able to get farther in this business. But that's what it took is that one words, you know, that one little sentence from someone who didn't actually believe in me gave me the spark to make this business work. So uh, yeah, it's been an awesome journey that I didn't think I'd be taking. And yeah. uh, I was able to replace my pay. I didn't end up being in the top producers until they came out with their network marketing program. And that was, um, I think they started at 92. I didn't jump in till 93. And that was because I thought it would be the ruination of the company when they came out with it. <laughs> I was not on board for that. <laughs> and then the old program that I was in with them, they, of course, originally said they were going to keep it. And then they said, oh, no, but we'll transition you if you want. So once I, I was kind of put in the other program, I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it to the top of the pay plan before I decide whether it's going to be worth it or not. So I decided to be all in. And you can ask Jeff, yeah. when I'm all in, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. So I decided that I wasn't even going to have any analysis of whether this was going to be worth it until I made the top of the pay plan. And I didn't know at that point, luckily, that there wasn't any people on my whole side of the company that I'm country that were at the top of the pay plan yet. And there were only actually two others in the country that read the top play pan. They weren't telling us that stuff. So when I did make it 15 months later, 
I found out that I was the first one on this side of the country. And it was because they promised us a car allowance when we made the top of the pay plan. And they, they didn't know how to figure out how to pay it to me because they hadn't done it yet. <laughs> so I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to pay it? What do you mean there aren't any other <laughs> senior executive? Yeah, I, I was surprised. So I think it was actually a good thing that I didn't know because I was thinking yeah. to myself, I want to make it to the top of the pay plan so I can meet all these other senior executives and get all their knowledge and be part of the group. I didn't realize I was going to be the one. <laughs> a founder of it, right? right? Oh, my gosh. So how and, do you transition then from all of this experience into writing a book? Oh, well, that actually was not even uh, I've, I've written some other books, but they were all like how to books. Okay. Uh, because when I did make it to the top of the pay plan with Avon, they had me go around speaking, you know, just on what I was doing and stuff. But I hadn't written anything like a parable. Okay. And about two years ago, I joined the Go-Giver Success Alliance. And that's Bob Burbs group that supports his Go-Giver book in the whole Go-Giver community. It was like the first call I was on. Jeff happened to be on it too. And I happened to have blue hair. <laughs> now, my kid keeps saying it's a midlife crisis, but I don't think that. <laughs> I have a bucket list and blue hair was on it. So I was checking that box. That's what I was doing. So I was on the call, but on Bob's calls, I wanted to be in the group because it's people that are way more accomplished than I am. Right. Uh -huh. That's why I wanted to be in the group to, to step it up. But it was intimidating, and that was my first call. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm sitting here with all these big professionals with blue hair. You know, I got to say something. I got... So I decided in my head I was going to say like a joke about it. So I raised my hand on the Zoom call, and I said, if you want to have less judgment in your life, go ahead and dye your hair blue. This is working for me. You know, I go down to the grocery store, and I see a lady in a tight skirt, and I'm thinking, Man, that lady's got a tight skirt, said the lady with the blue hair. So, <laughs> so and when I said that on the Zoom, Jeff put in the comments, that would make a great title for a book. Oh. And it was funny because at the time I read it, I didn't immediately go, yes, let's go write a book together. <laughs> and he wasn't actually doing this as a business thing yet. And I'll, I'll let him say how that transitioned. Sure. So, Awesome. Yeah. Jeff, your turn. How'd you get to where you are today? <laughs> I was born 63 years old. No, okay. uh, I actually have degrees to teach. I, I have a, a bachelor's degree in music education and a master's degree in music composition and found out very quickly that those two degrees and teaching wasn't going to pay the livelihood that I wanted to earn and raise my family with. And so I ended up in sales and was in a couple of different industries first, uh, Musical instrument sales was the first one. Obviously, it was kind of a natural transition mm -hmm. and then uh, became industrial uniform sales. But where I spent the majority of my career uh, was with an insurance company called Aflac. Most people know the company name. Mm -hmm. And I started with them and worked my way up through uh, the field management. Everyone with Aflac at that point in the field were all self-employed. And okay. so I did that. I worked for myself for 20 plus years. Uh, the last 10 years of that, I had actually worked my way up where I was the, one of the state sales coordinators in Texas. That's as high as you could go without becoming an employee. And they, and they had offered me a, a territory director spot. And I said, 
I'd have to be an employee for that. No, thank you. So <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm much better shaving the boss's face than kissing the boss's foot. Anyway, <laughs> but, but so I, I did that for a long time. And when I was transitioning away from that, I retired back in uh, January 1st of 2014. So nine years ago, wow. retired from Aflac. And um, I had become friends with Bob Berg over the years, and I had written a book, and it was a parable, and that's my favorite genre to write. And I've written the cut and dried, okay, this is how you go make a living things as well. But my favorite by far is the, is a fable, a business parable of sorts. And I, so I sent the first one to Bob, and he was very kind in his praise and very supportive behind the scenes on that. And so I began writing then. And I've, I've done nothing but writing and coaching and speaking pretty much since then. Uh, but when uh, when uh, Lisa and I f- were on the Go-Giver call and I sent her that, I said, that would be a great book. You need to write a book. And that, that wasn't something she was wanting to do at the time. And then somewhere around, I guess it was the first of last year, the my fa- one of my favorite parables is the Go-Giver, of course, yeah. with the Bob Berg and John David Mann. I and I have, had the blessing of becoming friends with both of them over the years. Wow. And uh, I would talk to John about the business model that he and Bob had used. I talked to Bob about it. And I, John had read my first parable as well. And he said, you've got the chops. You, you should do this. And so I I started reaching out to people, and basically like John and Bob. I wanted a partnership with someone that it didn't have to be my sales training, although we do work some of were we were. I just created a new word, which is a writer <laughs> I'm allowed to do. All right. But, but, I believe that's the actual. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the so rule. We, we did weave some of my sales training in, too. But the book is primarily things Lisa taught to her has talked to her organization over the years. But I began to reach out to a couple of people about, okay, I'm looking for people who have material of their own, who have a following of their own, and would like to work that into a really great parable. Mm-hmm. And because I, I love writing fiction. My, as a matter of fact, even on a business parable, I want the sales training or whatever training is going to be to be really good. But the, my biggest goal is that the fiction is so strong that it could stand on its own. Right. And that because I want it to be a story that grabs people and pulls them in. And that's kind of what Lisa and I created. Uh, but when I reached out to her about that, uh, it took her all of maybe 20 <laughs> seconds, I think, on that call. And I said, yes. <laughs> so we began our collaboration. And we, I said, look, take the principles that you teach your team, put them all on a list, and we'll narrow it down. to. We picked seven because that seems to be a good number for a, a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, we narrowed it down to the seven that... Are, have been the strongest, I think. Uh, Lisa's amazing at what she does. The, and the, the absolute fan loyalty of people around her, is, is it blows me away on a very consistent basis. So we, we collaborated it. It took a few months to get the book ready. And then uh, it's, we got it. Uh, we've, she began to develop a launch team that's amazing. I've, I have never had another author tell me that they could do what she did on this. Before we launched the book, we had 1,200 people in a launch team that said, yeah, we want to help you promote the book. Wow. And then even after the launch, we've, got a, we've had another 100 join. They just want to be part of what's going on. But the, the, book, the book is, it's met, it's met my needs as, uh, on a personal business level where you're, you're trying to write something that you feel like is meaningful. Lisa teases me because I'm more in touch maybe with my emotions than most men that she's ever been around. So I can write an emotional story and pull it together really 
in a good way. And and so we did that and we, we've taken her seven principles that are extremely strong. That's the thing. Everybody who reads this book, I don't care if they're in direct sales, multi-level marketing or insurance sales like I was in, this is going to help them be more successful. It's that good. And but we turned it into a story that's going to touch their heart and it's going to make them want more of that story. Everybody keeps asking us already, when is the sequel coming out? When is the sequel coming out? <laughs> oh, that's a powerful, that's a powerful uh, testament to the story already. I mean, just to have people saying that they want a second one. I mean, come on. That's yeah. great. So in in doing all of this, you've got 25 years of direct sales experience, Lisa, and you're trying to put it all into one book here, right? I mean, obviously not because you've got <laughs> multiple other books to your name as well. But in writing this one, what was the biggest challenge for you in trying to narrow down to these these seven? Well, I think what Jeff asked me to do was to come up with, he said the word rules. And I get busted all the time because I use that word flagrantly. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah. I throw that word around. And I think it's because I have a son. And when he was younger, uh, when he'd say stuff, that's how I would get away with making him do stuff. Like he'd say, do I have to go to bed at eight? And I'd be like, oh, yes, I'm sorry. It's a rule. There's a rule about that. And I didn't tell him I made the rule up or I'm, you know, I said, oh, sorry, it's a rule. So I carry that over into like my real life. So like even on my team, they're like, can I do? Oh, sorry. There's a rule about that. So the rules are something I, I talk about all the time. But I've had things that we talk about, like the stewardess rule, which is in the book. I've said that all along and I've said it during speeches. And so all of these, th the rules that are in the book are actually ones I talk about all the time. So it wasn't like I had to come up with them. They were, right. it was more like I just needed to, to write them down and share them with Jeff and what they meant to me. And even calling them rules, I do that in real life. So it wasn't, yeah, I say real life, like there's an alternate life, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as as opposed to like in the business world or what, you know, yeah, exactly. So, so in this writing process, I mean, you guys are in two different parts of the country. How was that whole process of writing together being so far apart? Well, basically, the way that we've worked the project, the collaboration is which I we started off on a Zoom call. I interviewed Lisa, I guess, the first time for a couple of hours, something like that. And we started getting an idea of where we wanted to go. And I'm a big proponent of anyone out there who wants to write. John David Mann's got a great free resource on his website. And the title, John's a New York Times bestseller. He's He's got fiction books that are being made into TV shows now. Oh. And his resource that it, I learned so much from is called How to Write Good or At Least Gooder. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, we, there's a process that he teaches. And then so I kind of use that. But Lisa and I talked a lot. We talked about different things. I began to formulate the story. The words on the, the, words on the page are actually from me. This fiction, the storyline's from me. Mm -hmm. uh, but we work the the training lessons from Lisa in real world situations, the way it would happen should we be there. And so 
I would write a chapter, give her the rough draft. She would uh, read it, and then we'd get on a Zoom call and talk about it. A couple of times, there were some things that she thought, hey, I'd really like to for this to go a little bit different direction on that. And so, but it was just a very good collaboration. She she told me from the very beginning, she says, your magic is the writing. My magic is going to be what we do when the writing's done. And she's been amazing at that. Oh. I, like, I can't get, I can't say enough about her ability to market. But and it, the collaboration went back and forth where you took some of each other's real life stories and some of the funniest things in the books. People may not know it if they don't know Lisa, but I know Lisa and they're funny things that she has actually said and ha- they've happened. And I just thought they were too good not to use. And I said, hey, I want to get this in there. Is that OK? And she said, yeah. Ah, uh, so, yeah. Lisa, you take it from there. It's just so funny because I do bust him because in my life in general, uh, I haven't had the experience of men listening to me. (laughs) And Jeff now like knows me more than my friends know me because we've spent so much time talking and he was asking me, it was like interviewing me, but I told him a whole bunch of stories and stuff. So then when he was sending me the chapters to look at as we were going along, every time he worked something from my life into the story, I was like, oh, it was it took my breath away because I it was just so awesome, <laughs> you know. So I know if someone reads the book that doesn't know me personally, it's still a fabulous story without knowing that. But all the people that do know me are going to be gasping too because they're going to be like, "Oh, how did he get that in there?" So it, <laughs> it's really it really has been an awesome experience. That's fabulous. Now, in all of this, in what you're putting out with this particular book. From each of you, I want to hear the answer. What is the one thing that you hope a reader walks away with at the end of the story? So, Lisa, why don't you go first? Okay. And I think our whole thing that we wanted to accomplish, not the only thing, but one of the main things as far as I'm concerned, is that I want to get women's attention specifically mm-hmm. that they need to pay attention and make sure that they can financially support themselves mm-hmm. and this book talks about that and because the older i get i'm not getting any older the the more years that go by yeah <laughs> i'm not getting any older the more years that go by the more times i have either friends or colleagues where the spouse was the main support Something Mm. happens, either they die or run off or whatever happens. And the woman who's either a friend of mine or a colleague is unprepared to support herself Mm. and can't. And that scares me like anything because it's so hard to watch friends go through that. You know what I mean? They just weren't weren't even thinking it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden they're just and big producers in the company, too, that always surprises me. And they'll say, well, I didn't really get serious enough about it because we decided as a couple that my income didn't matter as much. But see, each person needs to realize that their income does matter. They have to be prepared to do 100% at any given moment because that the odds are that you will have to support yourself 100% at some point in your life if you're a woman in particular. Right. Oh, and wow. uh, I think that's what I wanted the most is to, for us to tell a story that got that point across for women to read it and say, you know what, maybe I should take this more serious. I love that. Jeff, how about you? What do you hope a reader, the one thing that 
a reader takes away from this? In my case, for me, when I was doing the writing, a lot of it, I was doing the writing from what I would want my daughters to know. Mm. And uh, my daughters have been the absolute greatest blessing in my life and their families, my grandchildren. It's just so wonderful. But in my case, it's a kind of a combination of two parts. And at Lisa's the main theme Lisa wanted to get through is exactly how we've written the story. The, the, our hero or heroine in this case, Kai, becomes unexpectedly a single mother. Mm. And I won't go into the circumstances because we kind of leave that as a surprise in the book. But And she wasn't really ready for that. Who mm. would be? And uh, But there was two points. One, her blue-haired lady coach, uh, mentor in this case, Belle, uh, was making the point to her. Uh, Kai had had a, a meeting that she was telling Belle what had happened in the meeting, and her focus was on what she had done wrong. And Kai, Belle delivers a line to Kai that is probably my favorite line in the book, or at least my two fa- one of my two favorites. And she says, she says, Kai, I don't want you to think about it in just from that term. It's okay to think about what you didn't do right so that you could get better at what you need to get better at. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I want you to spend more time on what you did well, because we women can be quick to see our flaws and slow to see our beauty. And that's as I've been around wonderful women in my life, both my daughters, my wife, there are things that I have seen that society has done that shouldn't be there. They, everyone, they see their flaws rather than their beauty. And that just bothers me. And my second favorite line in the book is the, the story of the book takes place over approximately a year. Mm-hmm. And Kai goes from being a single mother that doesn't know what she's going to do. And she gets into a direct sales business and she builds a, a great life. Her, her Things are going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And she's thinking about, uh, we we introduce romance into the book. We, she's thinking about a, rom- a romantic suitor that's made him, that she likes. And uh, Belle actually says something to Kai. She's picking her brain about it. And she says, well, you're in a position of strength now. And she says, you don't need a knight on a white horse to ride in and save the day. You've ridden in on your own white horse, and the day's doing quite well. Oh. And it, and it's just oh, I don't th- those two lines. <laughs> All right, partner, stop crying over here. Those two okay. lines are the most <laughs> important takeaways to me. The story's wonderful, and I love it, and I've loved working Lisa's teaching into the story. But those are the two, especially when I think in terms of my daughters, that mean the most to me. So. I love that. That that's awesome. Because that. yeah, exactly. I you know it. I love this so much because I I know you guys can't read the thing back here behind me with my trophies and stuff, but that is my company mission. And my company mission is empower women to be leaders at business, or at home and in business. Absolutely. Awesome. You know this. <gasps> I love this. this it, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, you can get Mm-mm. so much out of this book. And I've got some of my biggest praises behind the scenes from men. But absolutely, this is a story of women, a woman choosing to mentor another woman, and it changes her life. Oh. And that's you two have already been doing in your life. It just makes it easy for me to 
play with this and make it fun. So. Yeah. No, that is so great. So what is next for you two? I mean, you're already talking about, you know, people asking about, you know, book number two and the bo- the book's been out all of what, a few weeks now, I think at this point. Basically that uh, around Thanksgiving's when the paperwork was released, uh, paperback was released. It just hit audible, by the way, for your listeners, you can now get the book in every format. It's paperback, e-reader, you can get it in on audible, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just been out a few weeks, but we've been discussing future. We, we have a live show that Lisa is just amazing at. I'll let her talk about it. <laughs> oh, let's hear about that. A live show now, too. Oh, we, and we've actually been doing that since September uh-huh. on Jeff's birthday. We do a half hour live show in the, it was originally the launch group, Facebook group on Facebook. And that has transformed now to just be a support group for the book. So it's not the launch anymore because we're past that. But mm-hmm. we still have kept up the weekly. It's Thursday night from 7 to 7.30 Eastern. And we've kept that up. And we do like um, telling some stories on there. And, and the thing I like to do is share old stories and get Jeff's reaction because he doesn't know any of them. <laughs> you know, I like to do that. And uh, we always have like a teaching segment for 10 minutes. And then we have a sharing thing at the end. So, but we do a half hour every week and we have a library of them. And if you go on said the lady with the blue hair.com, you can scroll down and see all the interviews we've done and all of our shows. All of the shows are on there too. Yeah. I was actually just playing around with that right before the interview because I was like, okay, I like to click on all the links, make sure they work, do all the things. And I'm like scrolling through. I was like, Ooh, there's a lot here. <laughs> this is good. Awesome. So as you're going through and getting ready for the next thing. Oh, wait, before I ask that question. So, Lisa, I gave you the heads up before the interview that what I ask everybody who's been in the industry for five years or more, because and this is the reason why, because I realized about six years into my business, I was at one of, you know, because I was in the direct sales industry for quite some time. And I remember walking into one of our regional rallies, I guess is probably a good way to put it. Hundred something women in the room. And I remember looking around the room and realizing only five of us had been in that room when I started. Yeah. And I went, what is going on here? And then I started doing research and found the Federal Trade Commission statistic that says that 90% of people who start in direct sales, network marketing, MLM, 90% are out in five years or less. So that's why I love to focus on people who've been in for five years or more. You've got 25 plus years. What is your secret to success? Okay, now that you said that, and I didn't tell you earlier, but that's like my pet peeve when people say, (laughs) if you could boil it down to one thing that made all the difference, what would that one thing be? And the reality is it's been a thousand little things over time. Mm. And I think that is the secret is not to think that there's one thing. There has been a whole bunch of little things and a whole bunch of little skills I had to learn, a whole bunch of little stretches I had to make in my comfort zone. All this time there's been, I've had to step up and and be around people that were far better at everything than me and not be so intimidated that I didn't do anything. I've had to do all those things all this time and continue to have to do that. So I have to act like I'm doing the business still. If I don't, it's going to get stale and my business isn't going to go anywhere. So I think it's realizing that it's a whole bunch of little things over time 
that's going to make this easier instead of always searching for the one or two word answer. There isn't going to be a key. There's mm -hmm. going to be a whole bunch of little things. And it's okay that it's a whole bunch of little things. Yeah. It all adds up as long as you just keep after it and keep going every day. Ah, love that. Love that. Because I would definitely say that was my experience as well. What made the difference for me was that I was willing to go learn all of those soft skills, hard skills, sales skills, leadership skills, all the things. You know, I just kept going after all of them. So, And even still, isn't that right? Even still. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we I, were... <laughs> yeah, I still have. I, I mean, I'm a coach who has like three coaches at any given time, all the time in different areas of life and business all the time, because I want that guidance, help, mentorship, ability to learn from someone that I don't know. Well, I've got a wicked good coach right now. <laughs> good. I call a coach too. Yeah, he's been filling in. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, one, of the, one of the things that I have admired the most about Lisa and getting to know her through this process and uh, you know, we narrowed down the things that she teaches to her people down to seven rules, but she still does all of them. Mm -hmm. yeah, but my uh, the thing I admire the most probably is the there's a rule that she, that she teaches that we work into the story called the consistency rule. Mm -hmm. says you, you, you can't control a lot of things, but you can control how consistent you are. And uh, yeah. that's paraphrasing it. But uh, she, she to this day still does the things that have made her successful all along. And she, I'm, I'm blessed that she does them now with the book as well. They're just oh, cool. <laughs> exactly. Being able to take that same skill and put it into a different area of life is going to be it's super beneficial. I mean, I mean, I think that's part of a key to success is that ability to take what you learn and go, okay, now how does this work here? How does that work here? How does this work in this part of life? Right. So, oh, I love this so much. So we're so let's let all the listeners know. We have lots of listeners, but of course, one person listening right now, we're in their head, literally in their earbuds as they're folding laundry or, or doing <laughs> dishes or driving to work. So where can they find the book? Well, the easiest way would be probably to go to www.saidtheladywiththebluehair.com because it's going to have the different uh, things that are available anyway. But it, the book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, Google Play. Kobo, it, it's available pretty much every platform that's there. Uh, it's both uh, ebook, paperback, and audiobook. Uh, the audiobook just literally got released last week, and we're getting so many comments about that. The people are being very kind to Lisa and I. So, but, uh, oh, just put a ton of work into the audiobook, and that was outside of my comfort zone, like way out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, that's why I call him Coach now because he was he was kind enough to put up with my panic shenanigans while we <laughs> while we recorded it. Oh, it, what was funny is I, I have I've done some acting in my background and I've had opportunities to develop skills that Lisa's never had to do. And, and as you're doing an audio book, you don't want it to necessarily sound like you're reading a book to people. You want to be in the book and tell the story. And that was a, a new skill set for Lisa. And she rose to the challenge quite well. And every now and then she would say a new word to me in my headset that I laughed at. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, now now I'm super curious if they're one of my favorite four-letter words. Who knows? Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> Looking at your the two of you and your hair, I'm guessing you're, you're sisters from another mister somehow here anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Pretty much. Oh, my gosh. And so I'm going to speak to my badass crew now. Badass crew, you guys know how this goes. The link to get the book is in the show notes. If this is your first time listening to the show and you're like, what are show notes? How do I get to them? How do I find this link? All you're going to do is grab your phone because 90% of my listeners are listening by by smartphone. Grab your phone as long as you're not driving. Click on today's episode. Scroll up just a little bit. Click the little thing that says see more and then poof, there comes all of Lisa's links, all of Jeff's links, and then you're going to see a great big in bold. Here's where to get the book. So, you know, (laughs) said the lady with the blue hair in bold with the link, all the things so you don't have to worry about spelling it right or anything like that. It'll be right there in the show notes. So make sure you go check that out. You can get it on your Kindle, your Audible. You can get a paperback, go wherever you want to go to get it. I highly recommend it. I already got started reading it and I was like, okay, I need to go to sleep. You know, had to turn had to turn off my iPad. So that's music to my ears. You just exactly, made my day. Right. So I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your promotion schedule to come talk to me and my badass crew. Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Absolutely, absolutely. And badass crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there is another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.